I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Ah, oh, sometimes the truth is a hard thing to handle. This is Tim and Sneer, Giant Straight Talk, powered by Online Big Blue LLC. Want to talk about Joe Shane? Want to talk about Brian Dib? Want to talk about these 2024 Giants? Want to talk about two potential directions they can go in? Um, and the, and it's interesting because there are two examples of both of these directions that the Giants could potentially move forward into. And if you take a look at this coming up season, because now the 2023 season is officially over, we're heading into 2024. If you look at it right now, this this, this is amazing. You can sugarcoat it all you want. You can say the Giants are going to give Shane and Dable more time, even if things go horribly wrong. No, if, they, if it goes horribly wrong in 2024, if we're honest, one or both will not be here. They're not going to be here next year, Shane or Dable, because of the fact that you had that you had that successful season in 2022. You had the comeback to Earth season in 2023, and you're looking at the 2024 season with bated breath and anticipation because some people are saying, well, 2022 was the season and 2023 was the fluke, or maybe it's vice versa. But if you go back into giant history, there have been times where the giants have needed that big season. They needed that lift. They needed something to push them forward into the playoffs and potentially even into the Super Bowl. And there was one or there, there was two seasons that come to mind. And, and this is kind of what I'm talking about with Joe Shane. Does he try to save his job vis-a-vis free agency? He hasn't really, outside of Bobby Okereke, it hasn't looked good the last two years here in reference to Shane and free agency. It's almost interesting that Dave Gettleman got blasted all the time for his drafts. I mean, excuse me, for his free agencies. But it was his drafts that was his saving grace. Because all the guys that everyone gave credit to Joe Shane signing were all Gettleman guys. His first two picks of, of Neil and Kayvon Thibodeau, the, the jury's still out on both. You know, there, there's a little bit more clarity towards Kayvon Thibodeau, but I, I don't think he's ever going to be that, that guy that people assumed he was going to be coming out of Oregon. And then you take a look at his free agency, and like I said, outside of Bobby Okereke, his, his free agency's been a mess. So does he do that thing he does? Does he do the 2016 Giants? who, of course, went out and spent like a drunken sailor. And the question always is, what do you do with a drunken sailor? What do you do with a drunken sailor? What do you do with a drunken sailor early in the morning? Shave his belly with a rusty razor. Shave his belly with a rusty razor. I was literally going to do the whole song just to see how long I, I, could, I could keep it running. But I forgot this isn't a live stream. But does he go that route? Does he go the 16 route? Does he try to buy himself a playoff appearance so he can say to Mara, hey, look, I got two playoff appearances sandwiched in with the one garbage season. That year, like I said, the Giants went out and spent money like a drunken sailor. They got Janoris Jenkins. They got Olivier Vernon. They got uh, Damian Harris. People seem to forget also they spent, what's uh, they, they went out and got, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's, uh, geez, the linebacker, Keenan Robinson. You know, you, you, people forget about that. They went out and got Logan Thomas. Hell, they even went out and got the, remember the free agent corner from the Cincinnati Bengals and Leonard Hall? They went out and spent some cash. 
They even brought a guy in. I remember. I can't remember his name. The wide receiver from France. Or he, I don't remember if he was from France. I know he, he played for the Argonauts. He played for, he played for what you call it. He played for the Toronto Argonauts. Or maybe he did play for a team in France. No, he did play for a team in France. It was the Argonauts in France. So they rolled the dice. They went all in. They, they, they found this opportunity. They sent four players to the Pro Bowl that year. And when you look at it, 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 it was a successful season. You know, in all regards, they did have that, that, you know, they went 11 and five, but they had that fallout, of course, against the Green Bay Packers, losing that one 38 13. But then the wheels fell off the bucks the next couple of years. And we're back, and we're basically in the doldrums that we have been in since. We've always talked about it, since that 2016 season. But the Giants took a shot. The Giants saw the Eli Manning window closing, so they rolled the dice. They went out and got the guys that they felt they were going to push them over. And they they didn't draft poorly. They didn't draft great. But you still brought in Sterling Shepard that year, B.J. Goodson, and you had Eli Apple as, as that first overall pick. Everyone forgets Eli Apple was here in 16. It seems like more than that. But when you go that route, you are going the route of immediacy. And Joe Shane has come out and said that the Daniel Jones, I always love it. He came out basically as a Daniel Jones contract went against what he wanted to do. Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Stupid is stupid does miss blue. Now you could, you, you could pull a Forrest Gump there and say, Joe Shane, stupid is a stupid does. Cause it was looking pretty, it's looking pretty stupid right now. But he even said he went. He was going against his philosophy by giving Daniel Jones that contract, which was to rebuild this team vis-a-vis the draft and augment through free agency. Now, the, the one season I always think about with the Giants building the team through the draft is a 2007 championship team. You know, you had Aaron Ross, Steve Smith, Jay Alford, Zach Diossi, Kevin Boss, Adam Coates, Michael Johnson, and Amon Bradshaw. Major everyone on the, every every one of those eight picks all had some type of contribution on that team. The Giants do not make the playoffs and do not win the Super Bowl in 2007 without the contributions of these guys. It was that it was that it was that perfect it was that weird perfect draft where everything you know everything kind of fell into place. And I love it because people seem to forget about that draft. I mean, I, I give, and we've talked about this a billion times before. I give Ernie Corsi all the credit in the world for that 2007 championship because of the fact that he's the one that brought in the free agents. He's the one that went out in 2004, got Eli Manning. But you cannot take away from Jerry Reese that Jerry Reese was the guy that run the, ran the draft room and he ran the draft for the Giants. So those two that that 2007 draft and that 2011 draft were drafts that were run by Reese. Now Reese, of course, got took you know took over the mantle as the general manager in 2007. But even in his 2011 draft, you still had Prince Mukamura, you still had Greg Jones, you had Williams, the linebacker, you know. So you had guys that contributed, but not like they did on that 2007 draft. So where does Shane decide to put in all of his, where does he put, where does he put all of his apples? And I'm not talking Eli Apple because you need to figure something out. 
it's time. I'm always wondering, is Shane really in full charge of this team? And a lot of people ask that question, but it's time for Shane. Are you a big man? Huh? I'm talking to you. What? You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. Now, there's always this talk in Scuttlebutt that the Giants can come up with like $60 million. Yeah, okay. But the problem is, are... A lot of what you're going to have to do to get that money is to take the contracts you currently have and either extend them or, or move around a lot of the money, which again, we're playing kick. We're, we're playing the Gellman game of kicking the can down the road. And I don't know if the giants want to go that way. I mean, there are guys out there. If, if, if they don't get tagged that the giants can take a look at and help immediately improve the offense, you know, like I said, but again, it's, if they don't get tagged, you got T Higgins. You know, Brian Burns is out there as well. I always like Christian Wilkins. You know, you got Antonio Winfield Jr.'s out there. Michael Pittman Jr.'s out there. I've always been impressed with Michael Pittman Jr. I met, uh, you, uh, I, you go back and you can watch the video from a couple of years ago. When he was at the Senior Bowl, I was at the Senior Bowl that year, and I met Michael Pittman Jr., and I, and I did a whole video about it, uh, how impressive I thought he was just at that Senior Bowl. And of course, his father was was the, I believe he was running back for Tampa and uh, was it Arizona? I believe it was Arizona as well. Um, so you know, it, it's one it's one of those things that he he's a guy that's out there as well. Mike Evans is out there, you know. So you have some guys that you could turn around and, and sign to immediately help impact this team. I still think Calvin Ridley is a guy the Giants should go after. Twenty nine years old. I don't think he's going to command the money that he wants. After the season, he kind of he kind of just didn't really fit in Jacksonville. I also like Marquise Brown, former Arizona Cardinal. Cardinal, I think he's another wide receiver. But do they roll the dice and spend a plethora of their money to go out there and find guys that can that will immediately contribute? You say I have a plethora of piñatas? No, but we also have a plethora of draft picks. So the focus is going to be on both 100%. But there are so many positions out in that right, right now, if you take a look at this draft, the quarterback room, the quarterback position, the wide receiver position, I think are some of the strongest positions that we've seen in the draft in the last couple of years. I think there's, there's a bunch of good tight ends. I think there's a, a few good running backs as well. But I think at the end of the day, the question is going to be, while of course Shane is going to focus on this draft, his draft is going to be dictated by his free agency. So does he try to take this? Does he try to take this? But now listen, there are there are going to become there are going to be some cap issues. There there is no doubt about this. There are going to be some cap issues, and the more money you spend now, the more money you are going to have not to spend in 2025 and 2026. And if you keep moving these contracts around and keep moving, the thing Shane was, Shane was smart when he first came in, he understood he was in cap purgatory. He got it. And then his thought process was this. Well, okay, you know what? It's going to, it's going to suck, but I, I, I got to get out from under this cap purgatory. But the only problem is the giants went. The, the whole plan of the rebuild got screwed up, screwed up with a seven and two start. And the giants finished nine, seven and one. It got all screwed up by that start. So his rebuild got pushed back to this year because basically we were the same team in 2023 that we were in 2022. The only difference, the only difference was Daniel Jones got injured and then we warm, we won more games without Daniel Jones. Go figure that one out. 
So the question is, can he under, can he, can he hold his path? Can he hold his thought process? Can he hold his convictions and not Shane? That is turn around and just spend. What do you do with a drunken sailor? Like a drunken sailor. Can he understand that he's going to still need to build this team from the ground up vis-a-vis the draft? Because that is going to give you the young talent. That's going to give you the unexpected, the unexpensive, the unexpensive talent. And it's going to allow Shane to turn around and then augment that with free agency. Can, can he withstand the process of, of taking out this money and mor- taking out the New York Giants credit card and mortgaging the future in 2025, 2026, and 2027 by making some big, bold free agent moves? This is going to be, this is, this offseason is going to be interesting. And I mean, interesting to say, I mean, 100% interesting. There's a corresponding article along with this, from this video on New York giants, live.com. Go out and check it out. Every video now will have a corresponding article on New York giants, live.com. The, uh, I think we did, I did a nice one. I I've got to toot my own horn here for a second. Uh, the, the one I did the other day, the, um, uh, from Mahomes to mediocrity where I actually kind of did a quasi what if scenario, if Patrick Mahomes came to the giants, I thought that was a real good one. So there is, there is a corresponding article right now out there. Go look at it. New York giants, live.com. The link is also going to be in the description below. So make sure you take a look at that. And, uh, oh yeah, Bobby Johnson sucks so much. Somehow he ended up in Washington and we're going to leave it right there. That's just for our zero B. And again, this is New York Giants straight talk powered by online big blue LLC. And you know what to do. Don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to ring that bell. Cause you want to know why. That'd be awesome.